Welcome to the Jim and Ann Show. Today we have a special guest, Truman Heading, who wears many hats, has done many things. He's a growth hacker, uh, pay-per-click guy, video marketing guy, speaker, amongst other things as well. But Truman, I want to ask you a question because I know you have years and years of experience uh, with this. And I'm kind of curious because I know that you've been doing a lot of developing and executing brand strategies uh, yeah. across a wide range of like digital and social channels. And I'm right. I'm kind of curious, what is it that most brands get, get a wrong with developing and executing uh, brand strategies across, di- across digital and social? That's a really good question. Um, I think the one that comes up most often, uh, at least in my experience, and it seems to be something that, that I even in running my own companies ran into um, it's something that's that that can make or break your long-term success when trying to scale your business. And that's thinking that your story is just being told through that one ad that you create, as opposed to the story being told over time. Um, everybody wants to make a lot of money now, but you have to remember that the story that you're telling today um, needs to support the story that you tell tomorrow and be consistent with the story that you told in the past. I could expand on that if you like, but at the end of the day, you're not just running one ad. Uh, you're going to optimize that ad or that message, and you're going to um, hit the same people over and over again at times, especially when you have a big budget. I find this to be the case even with small budget clients. But uh, to answer your question, for me, the biggest mistake, I guess I'll paraphrase, that brands will often make is they forget uh, that they're telling this story over time and being more in control with the people that you're speaking to. Uh, I guess now that I'm talking it through, one of the other things that I can add to this, if you don't mind, is uh, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. Uh, He became super famous with a TED Talk that he did. He had a a great book on the power of why, um, why buy marketing. Uh, If you can remember as a business owner, people do not buy what you do, they buy why you do it. People do not buy what you do, They buy why you do it. So for any brand, my biggest advice is to tell the story of why you're doing what you're doing. And that's how you can achieve mass market success. Good advice. Thank you. What's the best affordable channel to tell that story? Like, how do you execute that? Sure. So for me, uh, I'm a big fan of YouTube. Um, As a user, I skip everything, pretty much everything that comes my way. But from a, uh, a consultant who's done this for a long time, uh, at the end of the day, every business owner wants to make the most of their budget. They want their budget to stretch as far as possible. Obviously, there's other channels where you can get right in front of people when they're searching. But the most cost-effective way, hands down, in my opinion, is YouTube advertising. And I say that for a number of reasons. One, uh, they're targeting. Google, uh, as Jim will tell you, owns a lot and knows a lot about people. Uh, I think that's why he uses a Yahoo account, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I've always loved that about Jim. I drink. <laughs> uh, they know a lot about people. And, and as users search Google, they are categorized. As they read content, 
with other sites that have Google Analytics and that have uh, opted in to share data with Google Analytics and other third parties. Um, Google is doing a really good job of classifying people. I have an awful lot of experience working with paid search in super competitive markets. Jim, I've worked with you on a number of accounts where you saved millions of dollars, millions for our clients through organic. But as you know, some of those accounts, we are spending 500K a month on paid search. Super competitive CPCs, $40, $50 CPCs uh, with big budgets. And what I like about YouTube is it's, it's fundamentally the same targeting of paid search, but they're obviously um, a little bit more top of funnel in most cases. But if somebody goes to Google and searches for uh, drug addiction treatment, Jim, I'll do that one for you. <laughs> and they end up on a third party website and they're reading content about addiction treatment. They visit a few treatment center websites. Some of those have opted in. Google's doing a really good job of saying, all right, this guy's in, in market for mental health treatment, or I think it's drug and alcohol treatment is the specific category that's available via the GDN and also available via YouTube advertising. So number one, the targeting, right? YouTube is owned by Google and you do YouTube advertising through Google ads. Number two is the pricing structure. You really cannot beat it. Um, you pay when somebody chooses, right? They choose, they don't hit skip to watch your entire ad or 30 seconds, whichever comes first, or if they click. Now, when that happens, we're talking about a whopping two to seven cents. So for two to seven cents, I'm getting my, my message in front of people who have chosen to listen to my message based on the targeting that Google ads makes available. And if they click or if they engage by watching 30 seconds or the whole video, I'm willing to spend that two to seven, seven cents. Now, sure, I've seen as high as 15 cents, maybe even 20 cents. But at the end of the day, that is the most cost-effective way to, to build a brand. Now, YouTube is got drug rehabs that that's got to be one of the most expensive areas out there to be buying ads in. Uh, yeah. So no, it's good. To yeah, know. which is that's that's actually how um, I I retained you for the very first time. Uh, obviously, knowing you through the through the the years of agency life, but that's when I got to work with you um, in a more aggressive way through White Hat Link Building. Uh, and then also content creation. So that was that was super helpful. And you went and did that in other with other clients of mine. In any case, uh, Anne, hopefully I've answered your question. To me, the very first thing I would do to build a brand is YouTube. And just to add to it, YouTube has gotten better over time. They have the ability to do exclusions, obviously. Um, but one thing I really like that kind of builds on the very first thing, first question that you asked about, What's important for a brand, again, paraphrasing, is you can do sequencing now with YouTube. You have been for a little bit of time, but back in the day, you couldn't. And so you can actually control based off of logic. Hey, I want a user to watch this first ad. And if they skip it, show them this ad. If they engage, show them this ad. So with sequencing, you can control the narrative. They watched it. They engage with it. Okay, now I need to build value and get a direct response out of them. So now I'm going to give them an ad that will do that. I'm going to promote an offer. I'm going to do something different. Hopefully, Anne, that answers your question. Yes, perfect. And just, just a little bit uh, on that as well. What's the most effective YouTube ad? Is it like testimonials, customer stories, founder stories? What, what did you find the most effective way to advertise on YouTube? 
Yeah, that's another great question. Um, there, there is no uh, blanket answer because it varies based off the product you're promoting. You know, I've, I've sold products, I've sold services, I've done high-end, low-end. I always do tell people this, no video is better than a bad video. That is a phenomenal opportunity to represent what your brand stands for. And so I highly recommend that um, you take advantage of the first six seconds when it comes to YouTube, because regardless, people are going to see that. Uh, whether or not they were attentive, who knows, but they're going to see that for six seconds. So I'll give you a few different examples to the point of it varying based off the industry you're in. For six years, I owned and operated a company uh, by the name of Dealer Pre-Roll uh, that specialized in video marketing for car dealerships. So for car dealerships, we tested everything. I would argue that we have tested YouTube videos more than anyone on the planet. Obviously, there's probably a lot more, but we did so much testing. And on the first six seconds, what was the best thing to show for a car dealer? Was it their uh, a one second logo reveal? Was it an audio with the one second logo reveal saying the dealership name? Was it putting the offer card in the first six seconds? Now, the offer card is where you see on TV, um, you know, lease or buy a Toyota Corolla lease for $119 a month, buy with 0% for 72 months kind of thing. At the end of the day, we did it in a controlled environment. So we knew what the change was. Like you guys would both champion for any A-B testing or split testing, couldn't do it in a controlled environment. Don't change anything else about your marketing so that you can say, hey, this is what the specific outcome was. Uh, so in the case of car dealerships, we ultimately found that doing a logo reveal for one second, two seconds was, was too much just so that they saw the logo and then following that with an offer card for three seconds, gain the, the consumer's interest in what am I seeing? What am I looking at? So if they skipped at the very least, they knew that it was a specific dealership that had a specific offer and there was like some time sensitivity behind it. From mm -hmm. there, we went into features of the cars. So that was cars, that was four cars, uh, like addiction treatment, just using that as an example. And I could give you several, um, addiction treatment was all about connecting with people and actually convincing them that they needed to watch beyond six seconds. So oftentimes, like at one treatment center, we did that with a person because they were very engaging. They were uh, a very curious individual. And we found in through testing that when we put them on, uh, people engage with the video longer and got to the next decision making process, which was typically eight to nine seconds in. Am I going to continue? I didn't skip this. Is it worth my time? And then we would show really cool drone shots and we would fly in through the facility itself. We would show what life was going to be like there. So that was for addiction treatment. Your question was like, what is the best way to, you know, I'm paraphrasing again, uh, what kind of content works? It's going to be unique for every industry that you're in but at the end of the day everybody has the same goal of taking advantage of the first six seconds with respect to youtube right now youtube does offer forced pre-roll where you can force it to be a 15 second spot uh, you 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 don't want to do that in most cases talk about your why very back to the very first one why are you doing what you're doing and how can you connect with somebody incrementally kind of like landing page optimization your headline gets them to read the paragraph the paragraph gets them to scroll down everything plays a part in it and then obviously with video it's the first first six seconds and then what do you do with the next six to ten seconds to convince them to continue on i i have to ask is there any value in TikTok marketing 
TikTok paid ads? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to us old folk, right? Uh, <laughs> I never thought I'd be saying something <laughs> like that. Um, the answer is yes, but you got to have a product that speaks to that audience. You know, um, it, I, I couldn't with the treatment center. It's not going to do any good. Um, I could with costumes, right? You and I worked on a costume account together. Um, there's some industries, some verticals where it would make sense. Uh, but when it's business to business, absolutely not. Dealerships are starting to do it, but it's not about getting a direct response now. It's about building the brand for a later future purchase date. Now, I've seen dealerships be successful, but everybody wants to be successful with something new. So there's an argument to be made that you should spend money on it as a dealership because those young kids are going to get older and buy cars one day. But at the end of the day, Jimmy, you know, it comes down to budget appropriation. What is the best use of my budget right now? And nine times out of 10, we're driven by a, a client's determination of what that is. And when you compare TikTok to other things, I can't justify the ROI of TikTok when I have five other things that can get response and, and get the ROI that the client needs to grow. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I've, I've, I've been to a conference before where there's one of the speakers that pulls up all these slides and everything with stats about how big that TikTok is. And yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you kind of have to have the right product, just like you said, that kind of speaks to that audience. And, you know, rehabs, I'm not sure. Buying cars, not sure. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's in the conversion funnel, but you got to wait a few years uh, for them to get there <laughs> for brand recognition. Yeah, and a lot yeah. can change in that in those few years. In, uh, yeah. In yeah, you're years. right. Yeah. Well, Very good point. Stop marketers look around.